if if you're new to this, if you're new to my channel, uh, or my podcast, or my little corner of the Spotify universe, or RSS, if you're doing this straight from the RSS website, it's kind of cool. Um, if you've never heard my voice before and you have no idea who I am, I do just, if you only understand one thing that I say, which is going to make a lot of sense if you do, because I speak in circles, um, I, I just need you to come away from this knowing that I was going to be somebody one day. Okay, I was going to be someone. I was going to go somewhere. I was going to do something. All right. I didn't get there. I don't know if the context in which I'm giving you this information makes it obvious, considering I'm a podcaster. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I just need you guys to know that. And if you're not new to this, if you have heard my voice before, either from TikTok or other podcast episodes or real life, God fucking forbid, um, I understand. Okay, you know, you see through the roost, and I, I respect it. I think it's it keeps me humble. I don't like it, but um, it's happening. So that's something. Um, and I, I do understand if maybe you don't want to indulge in that fantasy and you're like, that's actually a boundary I need to set for myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and believe that you ever were somebody or did something. And I understand. Okay. I just, it, it you know, it's a dream, but not all dreams can be accomplished. All right. So I, I, I understand that on your end. I, I really do. Um, because you know, it's been a while, honestly, you know what I mean? Like, you know, back in elementary school, all my teachers, they were like, you can't really, you don't talk. We've never heard you talk. Gee, imagine. Um, and you know, you, every time we see you socialize with another kid, you get bullied and you rightfully deserve it. Whatever they say, they are not wrong. And you know, you can't do math. You can't do science. What you can do is you can write. Okay. And you, you're going somewhere, kid. You're genuinely a good writer for a child. You're, you're, you're going somewhere. You're going to be a writer. Okay. And then what I did I branched out, right? Which I obviously, I, I, I retros, in retrospect, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Okay, and like my sight isn't even twenty twenty because I haven't been to the eye doctor in like two years, so I'm wearing my glasses, but who knows what they're fucking doing? But from what I can see here, from this vantage point, which may or may not be blurry, um, yeah, it was wrong of me to try to branch out. I tried branching out before branching out was cool, right? Before networking and like LinkedIn, before they had hit the scene, I was the original LinkedIn. Um, I don't want to take credit for that, though. Um, so, you know, I tried, I, I, I hit a stint in sports because I was 12 for my age for maybe one age for like a year. And my parents were like, if you're going to be tall and you're going to act all mask, you gotta, you gotta do sports. And I sucked at sports. And the, the universal opinion was, well, if you're going to do sports uh, or don't, <laughs> because you may be going somewhere in life, kid, but it's not, there's not going to be sports when you get there. And it was fair. And then from fourth grade until I graduated, I tried music. I tried band. I was a saxophonist, right? Heavy air quotes on saxophonist. Not because, just because the way that I pronounce it makes it not really a word anymore, but because I was just genuinely so bad at it, right? So, um... And it was cool because I got to experience tiered failure. Because when I started, it was like, okay, you might be going somewhere, but music's not going to be there when you get there, okay? And then it was, you might be going somewhere, but when you get there, it's not going to be somewhere in, like, entertainment or media production or creative thought. Like, you're not going anywhere in any sort of creative industry. And then by the time I graduated, everybody around me was like, you're not going anywhere. You are not a real person. You are so hollow, so stupid, 
such a mind-numbingly just ridiculous amalgamation of, like, cartoon traits, and you can't even play the saxophone if you're goddamn seven-plus, I can't do math, fucking years of it, you're not real. You're not real, and you're not going anywhere. So, I do have some amends to make, okay? I don't have to look big. It, like, you know, if I do ever run into my band teacher, God forbid, um, one of them, the other one was kind, um, I, I won't have to be like, you were right, I wasn't going anywhere, because they knew, they will knew, and if I run into anybody that I went to school with, I don't have to be like, you guys were right, uh, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't gonna be anybody, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, we knew, buddy, you ate lunch, you ate lunch in the library, like, we, we knew, bro, but if I ever do run into my first grade teacher, or my second grade teacher, or any of my kindergarten or pre-K teachers, it's gonna be really fucking weird, because I'm gonna have to be like, Mrs. Duggan, I didn't become a writer, even though you said I was going to, I did you one better. Alright, guess. Can you guess? I'm a criminal now! So, that's gonna be an awkward conversation, and I've been putting it off. Hi, my name is Mickey Soro, I am a failed criminal extraordinaire, I'm a podcaster, I am actually a writer, I've been working on a couple books, um, we'll see how that goes. Nothing's been going super successful for me. I am actually a dementia and hospice care worker, IRL, for realsies, for realsies. Um, that's been going pretty good. And, um, yeah. <laughs> no one saw that one coming either. Uh, but this is my podcast, What's Mine is Ours, spelled H-O-U-R-S. Uh, because for about an hour, I'm gonna yell at you about fucking whatever I want. Anything that I want. And today we're gonna be talking about criminals. Alright? And I did want to say up top, I am a criminal. And I do get to say that, and we'll tell you why soon, but obviously, with any conversation about criminals, or criminality, or the law, or things being against the law, there does need to be some nuance, because there does need to be a lot of change. And I'm um, not the best person to explain this, and I definitely do take responsibility for that, and I'm actively trying to become better at explaining this and putting my thoughts to this and that sort of thing. Or uh, putting my thoughts into words on the sea, I've already fucked it up. Putting my thoughts into words on this and that sort of thing. Where it's like, when we talk about criminality, and we talk about criminals, and we talk about breaking the law, oftentimes, I mean, we do need to have genuine conversations about, like, okay, why? You know what I mean? Like, Prison reform needs to happen. Prison reform needs to happen, like, fucking yesterday. If not, like, earlier. You know what I mean? Um, and, like, you know, a lot of times when people... There's just such a just disparity in who goes to jail, who is seen as criminal, regardless of whatever happened. And just, like, the disparity, I'm gonna tell you, racism, that's what's going on there. Because, like, you know how many people that are behind bars for crimes they didn't commit just because they're black and we live in a racist system? That's fucked up. You know what I mean? And then there's also the whole thing about, like, you know, weed crimes. Why are people behind bars for, for weed crimes? Heavy qu air quotes. Weed crimes. Like, if we legalized it, especially because it is something that helps medicinally and also, like, isn't, like, a bad drug. Not that any drugs are bad, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's weed. <laughs> Legalize it. And then also decriminalized substance use because that's something that... Definitely, the criminalization of it definitely stands in the way of harm reduction and also people seeking help because they're on quote-unquote bad drugs, that's what they use, so it's difficult to seek help with its stigma and then also with the the pressure of going to jail just for, like, having substance abuse problems that they would like to work through and, like, find some sort of sobriety or some, some sort of harm reduction, right? So that's also a conversation that needs to happen. Um, additionally, like why are some people protected from going to jail? 
like, uh, in many cases, like the Brock Turner case, that was, I think that was pretty recent. Like Brock Turner was protected because he was a white guy. It was a sex crime. And so like, who fucking cares about victims? Right. Am I right, guys? I do. I'm a victim. Okay. So, but like, you know, in the whole scheme of, it's a whole other side of, of, of just the law and criminal and crime and jail and that sort of thing that needs to be discussed. Like, why don't we take victims seriously? Why are we so worried about ruining, like, some white guy's life when he fucking raped somebody? Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, no one should be able to walk away from that. That's a terrible thing to do to another person. It doesn't matter that it ruins his life. He ruined his life by choosing to make that act and choosing to harm somebody in that way. Um... So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of conversations that need to be had about prisons and prison reform and crime and like make it you gotta be humane with it, you know what I mean? Like people are in prison, people do go to prison. There are genuinely some crimes that you should you should not be near other people, like rape. That's that's the big one for me. Um, where it's like, but you know, prisons still need to have food. Like prisoners still have to have food. Prisoner nobody should be like in a building dying of, like, heat exhaustion, you know what I mean? Or I almost said frost exhaustion, I know that's not it, I know that's not it. Frost, fuck, what's it called? Hypothermia, like, that sort of thing. Like, because a lot of prison prisons also just aren't safe living conditions, and it's also a fucking problem when you have people living there, you know what I mean? So there's just a lot going into it, there's a lot going on. Um, decriminalize weed, decriminalize sex work, if a sex worker goes missing, find her, right? Usually it is a her. Usually it is especially black trans women who do sex work that people are like, mm, she'll come back, right? And it's like, that's who murderers are playing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. That's who murderers are preying on. It's so that's, you know, I've been looking into this shit for, for years and I don't have all the answers. I wish I did. I'm working on finding more of the answers. I know that there are things in there that I definitely fucked up saying, and I, I do definitely take responsibility for that, and it's an ongoing conversation, I'm trying to have more of it and trying to do it better. Um, I'm a dumb criminal, <laughs> okay? So all that aside, that's all the important stuff that just needs to be set up top because it's human rights concerns and social justice concerns and, um, you know, valid concerns hit by, like, communities of color and trans communities and sex workers and survivors. All that sort of, all, the, all, all people that need to be protected in a society where, like, it's just, like, cool to be an asshole to them, like, effectively. We're, like, it's so normalized to, 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 to be racist, and it's so normalized to be transphobic, and it's so normalized to be, like, anti-survivor. Like, that sort of thing. There's a lot that needs to be worked on, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to fix it in the span of a podcast. I just wanted to start there, right? So, um... That being said, I'm a dumb criminal. I'm a, I, I, I almost went to jail. Um, some of you might know this, some of you might not. Um, I almost went to jail a few months ago, actually, because I... Um, uh, <laughs> how do I explain it? This would actually have to be a whole separate episode. Uh, because I'm not a smooth criminal. I would, say I'm, I would say I'm a clumpy criminal, okay? And it's not a cellulite joke, or right, for those of you that are like, oh... Cellulite joke. It's funny. Shut the fuck up. Even though I did almost go to jail for having cellulite, which again, is a whole separate important conversation. Uh, different, different scope, different importance, different that sort of thing. Where it's like, let people have fucking bodies. You know what I mean? Like, just let people have fucking bodies. Cellulite isn't bad. Okay, 
Just let people leave bodies. Just let me leave a body, right? Okay, sorry. Um, but, like, yeah. So, I almost went to jail a few months ago because I hit a coworker at a previous job who, this is very summarized, and I will do an episode on it eventually. But I hit a coworker at a previous job who was jealous of my figure because she was like, you're so voluptuous, you're so curvy, you're so fertile. Oh my god, I wish I looked like that and men could just come all over me. Like, these are real things that this lady was saying to me. And I was like, I don't like it when you say those things, because in my mind, I none of that is true, and I don't look the way that I look, and none of those meanings are contingent on the way that I look. You're pressing these meanings onto my body. I didn't explain it good. I didn't explain it good to her. As, we've, as we know, I'm not great at explaining things, and again, I do take responsibility for that and am actively trying to improve. Um, and, uh, but yeah, so, uh, when I explained it to her, I was like, hey, shut the fuck up. Um, uh, but a lot nicer than they had, because I am a pretend Canadian, so I have to be pretend nice to people. I'm from Massachusetts, which you would think would mean that I get to be mean, because everyone here is mean. But I have an accent, so I have to be nice, because otherwise it ruins people perception, people's perception of Canada and the upper Midwest. So, whatever. Um, I'm also a nice person, IRL, I guess, enough, sometimes, and I was nice to her, I let her down easy, she did not let me down easy, she was like, oh yeah, okay, you're gonna, you're gonna fuck with my perception of what's right and what's wrong, like that, okay, I'm gonna steal 60 pills of Lexi from, uh, a paralyzed person, and I'm going to frame you for it, and I was like, oh, fuck, you're just bringing us all down, you're bringing down the person that needs the Lexi, and you're bringing down me. And so, yeah, that's how that happened. I almost went to jail. I had to report myself to the, th the authorities, and I was like, I'm sorry. And I, you know, I understand. It was almost a whole thing. I found, once I was finally declared innocent, because I didn't take them, obviously. Because, um, okay, so I can't even swallow pills. And I know that you can probably crush Oxy, but, like, I don't think I could crush, oh, straight up, they knew I couldn't crush pills. Because, like, we hit a pill crusher there. And I wasn't strong enough to use it, right? <laughs> so, which is its own problem, especially as someone working in healthcare. Um, but yeah, so I, I, you know, I was obviously declared innocent. I'm, I, I don't have any Oxy in my system, anything like that. I've never touched Oxy for myself. Um, I can't even pronounce it correctly, which, whatever. Um, so, but after I was declared innocent, they were like, that's good, because this was almost a life sentence. And I was like, oh, word! This was almost a life, but when I called my parents in the middle of the night and was like, hey, goodbye, I'm going to fucking jail, they were like, you could have said this tomorrow morning. No, I couldn't have, bitch, it was life sentence. Like, I was almost put away, put away. Um, whatever. So I am an active criminal, apparently. According to the state of Massachusetts, I'm declared innocent, but it is on my record. There will always be a record that I was framed for that crime. I had to speak to, like, some sort of federal drug investigation person. And, like, uh, yeah, they, they, they have my voice on a recording now. They have me on a recording admitting that I wasn't afraid of her because, like, if she, they were like, if she physically attacks you, are you safe? And then they were like, you have, like, 100 pounds on her, right? Like, you could, you could just sit on her probably. And it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could. We, you don't, it, whatever, man. You didn't have to say it. Like, I wouldn't sit on her. I'm Canadian, man. That's not nice of me. But I'm not Canadian. And 
hopefully, hopefully they didn't think I was Canadian, because then there would be a whole issue of me falsifying my identity and whatever. And I was already accused of falsifying my identity by her because I'm a trans person. It's a whole fucking thing. It's a whole fucking thing. It's a whole fucking thing, and I'm drooling because I'm like so mad. I'm just like, ugh, sorry. Um, so that was my foray into crime. But I got into true crime in uh, high school, actually. So I've known about this for a while, and I should have known. I should have seen the signs that one of these days it was going to happen to me, especially because a few years previously, something similar had very, very much happened to me. Uh, when I got into true crime in high school, it was because we had a, uh, a school shooting threat posted to social media. Someone posted a school shooting threat to Twitter. And I didn't have Twitter. I still don't have Twitter. Um, I didn't even have Facebook. I, I didn't have social media until I graduated high school. And then my mom was like, congrats, you can have a Facebook now. And I was like, oh, cool. This website peaked 10 years ago, but happy graduation to me, I guess. So it was, it was pretty chill. Um, and then people did remember, they're like, oh yeah, you're from the weird family, you don't like have any like connection to the outside world, and it's like, that's not fully true, I have YouTube, shut up, <laughs> um, so yeah, but, um, someone posted a, a shooting threat to Twitter, but it was deemed like not, they, it was like, they were like, it might happen, but hopefully it doesn't go to school, kids, so we're just all wandering around school, and a couple of people throughout the course of the day, not like super a lot of people, but I saw people eyeing me, a couple of people throughout the course of the day, like, actively came up to me and were like, so, why, dude? And I, like, wasn't even on Twitter, obviously, so I was like, why am I at my locker? Like, what is the, what is the question? Who are you? So it turns out everyone thought it was me. And so I took it completely the wrong way. I think I was very understanding about it, not to be like, I'm a saint, I'm a good person. I'm not a good person. Also, are the saints? I don't know. There's a lot of them. Some of them probably sucked. Um... Maybe. I, I hope I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> um, I think I'm allowed to say that. So, like, I, I, I looked it up, you know, and I did my research. And I was wrong, and I came at it from absolutely the wrong thing. I was like, this is probably something to do with, like, the misunderstanding of, like, somebody's probably seeing something in my personality that they're like, this means that you're probably going to kill somebody, you know? And I, because, like, I don't know. I get quiet, shy, kind of weird, kind of off. <laughs> everyone knew I had to see the adjustment counselor. Everyone knew that I was uh, a self-harmer um, because I had healed self self-harm scars on my arms, which are pretty visible. Um, not like, you know, not, not, you know what I mean? Like I'd roll up my sleeves and people would be like, your arms don't look like mine. And it's like, yeah, okay, whatever, man. We, every, everyone's different. Everyone's got a different story. All right. Shut the fuck up. Just try, trying to play saxophone over here. Uh, so, yeah, so I was like, it's probably something like that, where they're, like, assuming, like, suicidal intent also always hits the flip side of homicidal intent, whatever, we'll look it up, we'll, I'll check it out, and they even told me, they were like, no, it's the trench coat in the, the box that you carry. We're almost 20 years out from Columbine, and they're like, yeah, no, it's the, it's the goth kid thing. Yep, now we haven't learned anything. Nope, it was it, it wasn't, uh wasn't Eric Harris and his, like, Nazi views. It was, it was probably the trench coat that did it, actually, and so, hey, man, <laughs> sorry, but it's like, what the fuck, you guys? What? Okay, but I looked it up, and I was like, oh, okay, Columbine, yep, all right. Let's learn a little bit more about this, and that's how I got into true crime, but everybody did think it was gonna be me, and I didn't shoot up the school, and it was, it was a fake, it was a fake thing. I didn't, obviously, I didn't shoot up the school. Sorry, I should have phrased it a little bit more astutely, um, obviously I didn't shoot up the school, and I didn't even wear the trench coat that often, I was just, like, 
shitty goth kid, so everyone was like, yeah, it's probably you. I mean, patterns and all that. It's like, it's not a pattern if the two of them did it at the same time, and then 17 years later, you're like, and then this asshole is alive. Um, whatever. But also, the big box that I carried was my Barry Six case, which I guess could fit a gun in it. Okay? Probably several. Alright? And if I did make it into a bomb, it would have been big. But the thing is, first of all, it was a rental. Second of all, I would never build a bomb intentionally. Third of all, small school, we all knew that I almost failed out of chemistry the year before, right? Because I just couldn't make the science work in my brain. So it's kind of like, if I would, don't you think I would have died trying to make a bomb if I was going to? Or don't you think I would open the case and it would just be a bunch of baking soda? And I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, when I put the the, the pop on it, you know, it'll go on like phase and it's kind of destructive. I don't know, guys. I, I really don't know. Um, whatever. <laughs> We're here now. So now I know way too much about true, true crime because I just kept learning about it. And, uh, I see, I see the parallels, okay? I see where people are coming at it from, but they're, it's always the wrong parallel, all right? The trench coat doesn't make me a criminal. The, the, the fact that it was a hideous trench coat might have. Fashion crime. It's fine. You know, the fact that I, I am a, I have self-harm scars doesn't make me a criminal, okay? Um, but, like, maybe, maybe, maybe if they were going for, like, a Richard Ramirez thing where he carved the, the, the pentagram into his hand, still wrong, still no, because you're wrong, <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, yeah, um, but now I know a lot, and, and, and now that I am also actually legitimately within the state of Massachusetts considered a criminal, um, I, woo, now I know too much. Um, so I just wanted to take this, that was just all a lot of background to say, I know crime, I know cr true crime, I've committed a crime, it's called being too sexy, apparently, um, just looking too good, having too much fun, being in a body, and wearing black sometimes, um, whatever, man, so anyway, I wanted to look at some dumber criticals, I'm gonna be critical of these criminals, I wanted to look at some dumber criminals than even I am, well, right, so, and I don't think... <laughs> I don't think I got the subject, verb, and adjective in the sentence correctly, so I, I could I could be wrong about that. We'll see. I haven't ate, I haven't ate enough of my pop today. I'm gonna drink some pop. It's got caffeine in it. Oh yeah. Now I'm gonna say something intelligent. I can feel it. Uh <laughs> let's see. So I know there also used to be a show called America's Dumbest Criminals or something like that. Um so some of these may may pop over from this. I just want to see people dumber than me, okay? Because sometimes sometimes the gravity of the situation really fucking hits me. Like, not the Columbine thing, not the fact that people thought that I was Columbine part two, because, like, they were just being fucking chumps. Like, anyone that saw me and then knew literally anything about the Columbine massacre, if, if you saw a connection there, you're a fucking chump, all right? Learn something, maybe. Um, but also... Obviously, much love to victims and their families. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand what would make somebody do something like that. Um, but everyone thought I did. So, but it's a separate issue. Well, obviously, and way less important. It's just a little background on me. But yeah, sometimes I do feel genuinely really bad that like the size of my ass almost sent me to jail. 
Right. I'm the world's dumbest criminal. My crime was I wear large men's boxers. Because regular sized men's boxers, quote unquote. Like, I gotta get them stretchy. Because anything not stretchy, not working. It's not, it's not gonna fit, okay? My crime was having female-shaped body, quote-unquote, putting male clothes on it, not pacing his male. That was my crime. Lock me up, except they almost did, so I can't say that anymore. So sometimes I do genuinely, like, it, it hits me, and I'm like, I almost fucking ruined my entire life and career and everything, social standing, lost my entire family, because, like, I hate too much junk in the trunk, which also, like, there's no such thing, but also, like, I almost went to jail because I have a honky-tonk badonkadonk. What the fuck, man? So that hurts, and that makes me want to die. So let's look at people that, um, are a little bit more stupid than me. We got list25.com, 25 dumbest criminals and how they got caught. Um, this guy <laughs> robbed a Tesco. <laughs> And then he put it on Facebook. They had to do it, buddy. I mean, you know, I wonder what they gave a Tesco. I've never been to a Tesco. Um, so maybe they got something something good there. Um, let's see. Ooh, orange juice. All right. The nameless thief in Portland, Oregon, executed the perfect robbery in 2013. We're almost perfect. If you're going through every inch of the house he had broken into, opening all the drawers and stealing everything of value he could find, he got thirsty. Oh, so he drank some orange juice out of the fridge and then put it back in the fridge. Yeah, 2013. Okay, wait. DNA was a big thing in the 90s, right? So, huh. Maybe DNA hadn't reached Portland, Oregon yet, right? Is They're kind of out there a little bit. Like, I... I, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you where Portland, Maine is, and I live closer to there. Um, I'm from Massachusetts, I don't know if I mentioned that. I tried to bury it at least once in every episode, but also because these are larger, like, longer episodes, because it's an hour, what's mine is hours. Um, I tried to say it, now I, I, it's occurred to me I need to say it more than once, because, you know, after, like, 30 straight minutes of me droning, you're probably like, where's this guy from again? I know he said it. Nova Scotia? And it's like, no. Southern Massachusetts. I know. I'm surprised too. Um, yeah. Also, if you're committing a crime, maybe uh don't drink the orange juice. I don't who trusts a stranger's orange can I be honest? Who trusts a stranger's orange juice like that? Maybe it's just because like my family's fucked up sometimes about some things, but like I wouldn't just go into another person's home and take their food because I'd be afraid, like, what if it expired? I would check. I would at least check. You know what I mean? I think this is probably all comes from the fact that when I go to my Nana's house, sometimes I look in the big closet, and there's just dressing from the 90s, and it's like, okay, I'm a person from the 90s, and I shouldn't have made it this far. Like, I should not be alive anymore. I should be in hell right now, probably. That's, you know, they want me back. Um, why is your salad dressing older than I am? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just, I just, I just can't trust like that. You know what I mean? I just, I just couldn't walk into a person's home. Maybe I would take their diamond, okay? Maybe if they had a, a small pet that I thought I could smuggle, I would take their pet. Um, I would absolutely not take any of their food. I'd be like, ah, how long has it been sitting in there? You I couldn't help but notice that you scratched off the sell-by date. What does that mean? Um, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got going on. Some of these are just dumb. 
Well, I mean, they, they are dumb, okay? They they are all dumb. Ooh, stealing the wrong bag. Well, that's how you get it. Um, one thief got more than he could handle when he reached into the window of a parked car and snatched a bag. Uh, the bag belonged to a professional snake catcher named Brad McDonald. Yeah, okay, that's kind of a professional snake catcher name. Because, you know, old McDonald hit a farm, but who's getting all the animals for him? You know what I mean? It's probably this guy. Uh, can you guess what was inside the bag? Yep, a, a highly venomous snake uh, that McDonald had captured from an underground car park in Sydney. This must be Australia. Um, the rumors have hated that the thief surrendered his own will to the cops in an attempt to save himself from the snake. Yeah, I take back what I said about I would steal someone's animal. First of all, no, I wouldn't. Even not as a joke, genuinely. Um, oh my, oh my fucking god. I almost fucking got myself fucking arrested the other day, too. I fucking saw, um, because <laughs> I tried to help someone's animal. I'm coming to yoga, right? This is how I know that deep down, just in my soul, I'm a criminal. And I'm a bad person. And hell better be ready, because I'm coming. Um, so, like, I, I'm leaving yoga, right? I know, I do yoga. It's beginner's yoga, okay? Nobody looks at me, I, I don't look like my voice. I don't look like who my voice says that I would look like. Um, because I think that the voice kind of maybe skews kind of, like, sleazy businessman from late 80s, early 90s. Like, background character in, like, a white-collar crime movie, like, that sort of thing. I know, Okay. I don't look like this at all. I don't look like that at all. All right. I do yoga. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very calm. I'm very, uh, um, what's the word for when you're at peace? Centered. I'm very, uh, uh, well, I'm not. That's why it's beginners. <laughs> but, but like, I'm somewhere in between the two. Um, so I'm coming to do yoga, right? I'm sitting in my car because I'm like, I fucking suck at yoga and I need to decompress about it, right? And, um, oh shit, my phone's dying. I'm sorry, here, I've got to grab my charger, because I'm using it to read, but I will be right back. Okay, sorry, I'm back. It also, uh, occurred to me that I don't need to tell you guys I'm leaving. If I just learn how to edit audio, you'll never notice I was gone. Uh, but I'm back, I got my charger, so, woo! Hooray. Right, so I'm coming out of yoga the other day, right? And, uh, I should preface also the place where I do yoga. It's all hot yoga, I think because the building is too old for air conditioning, because... You know, it's Massachusetts, a lot of old buildings around here. So, so I'm in my car, you know, fucking sweating, just like probably chugging some water. And I look over, I'm just sitting there, right? And yeah, I fucking got like my metal going and fucking whatever. And so, you know, I, I, I'm the last person to exit a yoga studio. I'm also the last person that would be trusted by a small dog wearing a diaper. I fucking look over at my car window, right? And I'm just, like, sweating all over myself and just, like, binders clinging to my chest and fucking whatever. And there's just a, a, a Yorkie, I'm pretty sure. A very small little dog with big ears, but not a Papillon. Because uh, I, I would know that. I don't know much, but I, I would know that. Because <laughs> it means butterfly, right? In French. So if it doesn't look like a butterfly, it's not a, it's not a Papillon. Sorry. There's this little dog walking down the street. He's got a diaper on. And I, I'm, sometimes I see dog owners where they like, you know, they'll they'll just be walking behind their dog and their dog doesn't have like a leash on. So I sit there for probably too long and I'm just like, well, wait, the owner's not coming. Shit, what do I do? So um, I get out of my car, right? And so I'm going over to this dog, right? And he, he's walking away and then I walk up to him and then he walks up to me and I try to read his collar, and he fucking walks right past me, so I follow him, because I want to make sure he gets home, right? 
And so, like, I'm also trying to figure out where the fuck I am. Because <laughs> I don't really know the town where the yoga studio I go to is. So, like, I know vaguely where I am, but I figured, like, you know, first of all, I figured if you catch the dog, that's more whatever, right? But I figured they do it in retrospect, right? So, I'm fucking working, right? I'm fucking working all over. And, um, he turns a corner and I lose him. But I don't know if he's gone to his owner's house. But he's wearing a diaper. So, he's recognizable. And clearly he belongs to somebody. Because I feel like if he was stray, the diaper would have fallen off in the wild. Eventually, right? He would have shit in it too much and it would just fall off, right? Also, I don't know why the dog was in the diaper, okay? Don't ask me. I don't, I genuinely don't know. But I figured, I guess they work so good, right? They makes it very, it makes them very recognizable. So I Google it on my phone and I'm looking for like the animal control or like someone to come pick him up, right? But whenever I Googled what I Googled, I guess the first result was not the actual animal control. It's just like a secondary animal control for the city that I was in. Right, because it's it's a small city is where my yoga studio is, and of course I don't fucking I live in a fucking like rural suburb, right? Like I'm from a very rural suburb, and then I moved to a slightly smaller but slightly less rural suburb, right? So like I'm fucking surrounded by trees. Well, the goddamn day you think I have the presence of mind in my brain, which is probably hyped on too much oxygen, maybe I don't know how science works. Do you think I have the presence of mind to be like oh? city folk and their pretend animal control officers like so i call it you know it looks promising it's the first thing on google it's right down the street it's some sort of animal capturing service i mean obviously i don't want the animal fucking put down i want someone to pick him up and bring him to his owner right because like i couldn't pick him up but i i figured probably someone reported him missing or was about to report him missing so i thought i should report it so i call and I get an answering machine because it's fucking like eight or nine at night because late yoga. And so I leave a message. It says to leave my name. I leave my name and my phone number. Right. And I'm like, this is the dog. I think it's a Yorkie. I think it's about this size. It's wearing a fucking diaper. I came out of XYZ yoga studio. I believe it's this address and yeah, whatever. Thanks. Have a great day. Hang up. Right. So, but I felt really, really bad that I had called and gotten no answer. And I was afraid that, like, I had absolutely called the wrong thing. Spoiler alert, I did. I did call the wrong thing. So I called the local vet's office, right? Because they were the second listing on Google. So I called the vets, and they were, they take the information, and they redirect me to the animal control, right? So I called the animal control. Animal control's fucking gone home for the night. It's just a police officer on the line who is like, why are you calling us? What is this? Like, very angry. Very angry to be taking this call. And then I had to be like, first of all, fuck the police. Second of all, I didn't actually capture the dog, okay? I thought that you had someone in a van who could do that for me. I'm in a broken down Subaru Impreza. I just came out of beginner's yoga. There, I don't have a soul, all right? So, like, stretching in a way where I'm supposed to connect to my breath is already difficult to me because I'm there's nothing in me. I'm a hollow person. I can't catch this fucking dog. He's got four legs and a diaper. I've got two legs and a big fat ass, all right? I almost went to jail. I can't run, all right? You got to get this dog for me, or please. I can, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I was calling someone else, so he's already pissed. Uh, fucking the cop is like, yeah, whatever, all right, I'll let them know. It's like, thank you. Least you could do. I understand that on my end, I'm doing the least I could do. Because if I was a better person, the dog would have trusted me and I could have caught him and brought him to the vet and he had a microchipped. 
um, or like searched for the microchip, but um, he ran away from me. So at first I thought he was like trying to lead me somewhere because he would stop and look behind him and I would just like catch up to him. But then as soon as I would get close enough to check his caller, he'd keep going. And then he fucking disappeared on purpose. So it's like, all right, cool. You led me to this sub shop. I can't eat subs. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> what do you want from me, Yorkie? So like, I, you know, I, and then I call my mom and I'm like, hey, the police are mad at me again. They have my voice on file. I found a dog. Did I do the right thing? And she's like, probably, probably, but you know, it's you, so margin of error. And I was like, okay, well, thanks. But if I do disappear in the night, just know the police fucking got, they were just like, actually, let's, let's arrest this guy. Let, let's take him in. I looked at the, I looked at the crime. Like, yeah, they, yeah, this is, this is the, this is the oxycodone guy. Guys, slipping through the fingers. But luckily, there's only one person that fits his description because he's five foot four and he has a thick accent and bright red hair and he's a fucking moron. So, yeah. So I almost fucking got myself arrested. And then fucking I get home and the original person that I called, the original animal control agency that I called, they called me back and they were like, I can't believe you, literally yelling. The lady was literally yelling. She's like, I can't believe you wasted time calling us. It's like, okay, you're the first result on Google. I know! result on google you have to use your critical thinking and it's like lady it says weymouth animal control i was in weymouth you were purportedly the animal control i'm trying my best and then she's yelling at me for not calling the cops and i'm like i did call the cops on accident and they got mad at me everyone thinks i'm abusing this dog i'm abusing myself trying to contort myself into yoga positions because i'm not a good person everyone just let me go everyone just let. i wish i was fucking dead but yeah so that's how i almost went to jail for saving a dog um and honestly probably they didn't even find their fucking dog he fucking got probably eaten by a hawk or some shit so i'm sorry and i tried and if i was a good person things would have worked out but also if i was a better person i wouldn't have a criminal record apparently because my one crime was having big ass i'm gonna kill myself one of these days anyway but um I should have given my life for their dogs, but I didn't think of it at the time. Anyway, um, let's see what other dumb criminals there are. <laughs> um, this guy fucking uh, stole from children that were camping, and then he spray-painted his name on the wall right next to where the children were camping that he stole from. They would do it. I think that's it. I think they would, they would do it. Um, I think I'm the only person that could get away with it if I were to do something like that, because my name is Mickey. So if I just spray paint Mickey and I leave it with the last name, people are going to assume it's some sort of like, um, fuck. Who's that artist that like does the Mickey Mouse things? Oh God. What the fuck was his name? He was really cool. Artist Mickey Mouse. He also does Homer Simpson. I think he does like these, uh, um, what the fuck? What the fuck? What was his name? Um, there, he does like, um, Similar to Takeshi Murakami, kind of that sort of bright, cartoony style. Um, and he, uh, but, I, but he does like, and he has an X on it. I know, he does like sculptures, like reimagining of like Simpsons characters. And uh, uh, now it's bothering me. Where's the people also search for? How do I get there? Uh, cause, right? Am I right? Cause, cause, yeah. K A W S, cause. Um, they have X's for eyes. I remember that he does, um, sculpture work and that sort of thing. And I think he is like a clothing line or something, but a lot, some of his art is like, um, like he is, uh, 
like a Pinocchio, like a, a, a like he is a, a um, I'm looking at the Pinocchio one. It's kind of like a sculpture. He is his own character that loosely resembles Mickey Mouse a little bit, not really. It's kind of just generic cartoon. And then he can like spoof other cartoons and put them in positions and that sort of thing um, based on his own art style. So that's pretty cool. Uh, did I explain that good? No, not at all. I'm not an artist. Um, oh, fuck! I almost went to jail that other goddamn fucking time in the art world. This was supposed to be me talking about dumb criminals. But I think what we've learned is that I'm the dumbest criminal there's ever been. Do you guys want to hear the art story? Do I have to tell the art story? I'm going to need some more fucking pop for this. I swear to fucking God. All right. I've mentioned before that... Um, in college, I worked at a museum, a fine arts museum up in Boston. I'm not going to say which one. It's the bit I always do. Clearly, it's the the, the Museum of Fine Arts Boston. <laughs> there's not, there's a contemporary art museum, but like, I, I think, I think it's the only fine, whatever the qualification for fine arts is. I was there for four years, never fucking learned. Um, didn't learn a single goddamn thing. But, and I also don't mean to be like every criminal act I've ever committed has been something committed against me. I'm not. The, I'm not claiming I'm a universal victim. I'm not claiming that the world is out to get me. I've just like. I see myself as like a Seinfeld-esque, but like very, very bad Seinfeld. I see myself as like what the essence of Seinfeld is distilled, and made a lot worse, and put all into one person. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, it, just, shit just keeps happening, but it's also kind of nothing is happening at the same time. That's me. That's if you took a sitcom character and you grafted them onto real life, kind of crudely, that's me, all right? It's unfortunate, but hey, man, I'm making it I'm making it work. I just wasn't making it work at this time that I was at work this one time. Um, and this one was also a little bit my fault. I, I, so we, we were doing, this was during the Takeshi Murakami show, actually. Um, for people that don't know, Takeshi Murakami, super cool artist, definitely check him out. Um, he, I, it's a graphic design, is that the word for it? It's like graphic design, uh, digital art, that sort of thing. He also does sculpture, um, mixed media, that sort of thing. It's really cool, like collage style, digital collage. Um, and then also like incorporate, he, he incorporates elements of like traditional Japanese art into his work and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's, the, it's a pretty iconic image. The, the smiling rainbow flower, it's like a rainbow flower and he has a big smiley face in the middle. That's him. So yeah, so we had that guy's art at the museum, which was super fucking cool. It's very rare for the museum to have a huge display on a living artist. Most of our larger displays were on deceased artists. Um, so it's, it's really fucking cool that we got him. Um, and so, and that was like the blowout exhibit of like <laughs> kind of the decade a little bit. Like, I remember I went to the museum when they had the, um, oh fuck the glass guy. What was his fucking name? Um, I was young, so I, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't understand what I was looking at. Um, Chihuly, the Chihuly exhibit. So that's somebody, that's a living, I believe he's still alive. It's a living artist that blows these massive fucking sculptures out of glass. They're fucking incredible. Look that up as well if, if, if you're into this. I could also be saying nonsense at you and it's fine. Um, so uh, that was a really big one. And then the Great Wave was always a really big one. That was the big blowout one. Um, that's kind of the piece that the museum's known for, even though I, if you're planning a trip to the MFA, that 
piece is not on at all times, okay, because of preservation efforts. And every day, multiple times a day, I would have to explain to people how art preservation works is somebody that also doesn't know how art preservation works. So I can't explain to you why. It's just all the pieces need to go bye-bye when they can, okay, except for the Chihuly, which is suspended from the ceiling. So if you go to the MFA and you want to see that piece, look it up. It might not be there, but there's a lot of other cool shit that you can look at. They tape it in there too. Um, so anyway, we got the we had the Takeshi Murakami. That was the that was the big blowout show. So it's like Chihuly, Great Wave, this one. This was one of the largest shows they had done in years because Living Artist, very cool, very iconic imagery. Uh, he does different media. And, like, he branches into a lot of different things. Like, some of his art's, like, super, super sexual. Some of it's super cartoony. Um, some of it's, like, lighthearted. Some of it's kind of more dark side. It's cool. It's really cool. Um, so, huge show. We got a lot of merch for it. We had so much merch for it, we had to dedicate a separate store to it. Because uh, there is, at the bottom of the museum, a, a store. that's dedicated to whatever is attached to... Um, Nate's store at the time. So it's a store that's attached to the end of an exhibit. I was working at the store when it was dedicated to, to not Chihuly, I'm sorry, to Morikami at the time because uh, I worked there and I was working in there alone because it only has two registers and usually it was pretty manageable. But one night I'm working in there alone and there's a lot of high-end merchandise because he's a living artist and a lot of his stuff is priced pretty high which makes sense sometimes given the size of some of the items. Like we, we sold a six-foot pillow. I'm not saying it should have been $3,000, but it was. Uh, but it was a six-foot-long pillow. <laughs> um, so they were shaped like a big flower. So uh, this group of people come in one night, right? And they're, like, you know, they're they're ring they're raking up everything. They're like, can we use your counter space? So, like, we want to get a lot of shit. So can we, like, put things here as we show up? And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Th thousands of dollars. They were looking to purchase thousands of dollars of memorabilia and even just kind of like just like garbage merch just like pencils with Morikami's creatures on them they sort of because he has these two little creatures that are kind of iconic for his uh like world that he's created it's cool it's cool I don't I don't remember a lot of it but it because it, 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 it's art and I'm not good at art but it was cool um so thousands of dollars these people are are, are buying at least a thousand dollars worth of art well together on one credit card Right, not art, but like art related memorabilia, the souvenirs, that sort of thing. So they go to pay, right? And I'm the one cashier. And I um you know, I, I try their card, I swipe their card. We didn't have chip yet, okay? Before people sign into Spotify to fucking yell at me, why didn't you do the chip? We didn't have chip. We didn't get chip until the museum closed down for COVID. All right, it was like we got chip and then COVID hit. We could only swipe. Right. We could swipe. And then if we super couldn't get it to swipe, we could type it in manually on the keypad. Right. So I tried swiping it. Right. I swiped their card declines. All right. I'll try again. Swipe declines. Um, and they're like, oh, the strip is broken. What if you type it? In? And I'm like, yeah, OK. And then so I'm bad at numbers and I have my head down. Right. And this is all my fault. This is 100 percent my fault. I'm not being like, look, circumstances, they make it not my fault. I know I didn't do a good job here. I fucked this one up. So I have my head down. I'm typing into the thing. And, um, you know, I'm like holding it close to my face because I wear glasses and I'm nearsighted and farsighted and whatever. I'm both. I'm both. It's 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 hey, man, it's the human condition. Um, 
or at least that's both the conditions of nearsightedness and farsightedness. So uh, the card declines. And I, I type it in twice because I'm, I'm bad at numbers. So I was like, maybe I fucked it up. And I'm sorry. Here, I'll do it again. Um, if my bosses are listening, I didn't say fucked it up. I probably said screwed. Okay, sorry. It's been years. You already fired me. <laughs> like, we're, we're safe. We're free. You're free from me. Um, so I'm typing it in. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, try this card. This card might work better. Card declines. Swipe it again. Card declines. Type it in. Card declines. So they have me in a seat. And it's, it's, it, they're buying a, a, a really, really large amount of merchandise. So it makes sense that these cards would decline if they had some sort of credit limit on them or there wasn't enough money on them or that sort of thing. Or their bank was like, this is suspicious. Um, what I didn't realize is that every time they handed me a new credit card, it was a fake credit card. It wasn't real. It looked real. And it felt real in your hand, but it was, it was a little light, but I was just like, cause like I had people fucking paying with like the, the Apple card or fucking whatever. I, I was being handed credit cards left, right, and center that I have never seen in my life and have never seen again and will never see again because some of the people that go to the, the museum are so fucking rich and are in such fucking elevated social circles in like the Boston art scene that I, you know, I, I should have been thanking them for letting me interact with them. And I didn't because they were all dicks. Um, but these people seem nice. They were really nice. And like, I felt bad that their card was declining. And so, but it was fake, but I didn't know it was fake. So while I was trying to get all these cards going, we had bags um, that were ha like hand painted by the artist or the artist team, like purses. And they were, I think, $2,600 each. And they were kind of tacky. It's just not my style, okay? I wouldn't know what to wear them with, so I just wouldn't wear them. So one of the people from this large group goes behind me. The bags weren't secured, which wasn't necessarily my responsibility. Well, I'm going to say it. It wasn't my responsibility. They were put there. The shop was set up, and I was just told to work in it. I wasn't told about the securing of anything. I wasn't told to rethink the way anything was secured or displayed because it wasn't my job, and it would have been they actually kind of overstepping what I was supposed to be doing and probably would have gotten me fired if I was like, hey, what if we did something different? Because by then they all knew I was a fucking idiot um, because they'd gotten enough, enough complaints about the one with the accent where they're like, all right, this guy's this guy. He may be going places, but it has nothing to do with art. Um, also, I just didn't know. I didn't think anyone would steal them because they were dumb <laughs> a little bit. Um, so. One of the people from, but they were behind me, diagonally behind me on a shelf. So I didn't hear one of the people go over diagonally behind me, take it, and leave through the back of the store. I didn't hear them. They went back through the exhibit. Um, so a security guard stops them. The The people leave sh shortly after, and they're like, we're going to see, what, we're going to cool our bank, and we'll come back if you could just hold this stuff for me. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So they will leave. The security guard from the exhibit comes back into the store, and he's like, well, he comes into the store, and he's like, hey, did you sell that big? And I was like, no, no, I, I've sold, no, what, what big? And he's like, there's a big missing right behind you. How do you not know? And I was like, oh shit. Cause it wasn't alarmed. It wasn't ticked down with anything. Usually we put things in that. Well, after that, we started putting things in the, like a plexiglass case. There was no case. Um, I didn't know <laughs> my boss had to come down. The cops had to be called. Um, it was bad. It was really bad. I almost lost my job. The, the director of security uh, um, reviewed the footage and determined that I should have been able to hear the person go behind me. This is 
I, I fucked up. I know I fucked up. I have really terrible hearing. I, I genuinely hate hearing loss. And I'm not like, oh, they're discriminating against me, even though, like, if they fired me for that reason, hey, man, they, they might have. But I remember going upstairs and going to my coworker that I kind of had a, a crush on him and being like, hey, 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 John, John, they're going to fire me because I didn't disclose I had hearing loss. John, what do I do? John, you're you're seven feet tall and you're a lot, a lot smarter than me. What do I do? And he's just like, I don't I don't think they can fire you for that. Right. Like, it wasn't your fault. You just can't hear like he was very level-headed i was not i was in a bookstore being like what do i do (laughs) so um i later found out that i only was able to keep my job because they were afraid that i was going to turn my boss in if i had been fired that i would have turned around and been like hey he didn't secure it correctly and i found that out months later and i was like well i didn't know he didn't secure it correctly i didn't have that information and i wouldn't have turned on anybody anyway it was my i i was the only person in the store i'd look like a dick if i blamed someone else even if it's true so um yeah but then i did also find first of all i became a non-promotional employee other employees could be promoted to work in the gift in the bookstore specifically and to managerial roles or to be able to do certain things on the computer because of what I did, because of my actions, and is like kind of a like a meeting halfway of we won't fire him, but I became a non-promotional person, which is fine. I knew that I didn't have much upward mobility in a in a museum gift shop anyway, is someone that doesn't know art or really go to a lot of museums. So or like doesn't really know much about gift giving, honestly. People would come in and they'd be like what do I buy for my husband? I'd be like, what is your husband like? And they'd look at me like I had just told them to fuck themselves with a crucifix. I swear to fucking God. They'd be like, what did you just say to me? And it's like, well, I, oh my God, you think I'm your husband's mistress, don't you? (laughs) Like, what is happening here? Like, the amount of people that probably, they they genuinely, they probably reported me. They got pissed off because they'd be like, I need to buy something for a seven-year-old girl. And I'd be like, what do seven-year-old girls like? And they'd be like, well, you are a seven-year-old girl. And it's like, uh, uh, I have a pronoun pin on my thing because we did a whole exhibit on this. And then also, I had some dumb likes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was into some dumb shit. Let's say that, let's say that maybe your relative is a lot smarter than I am and ever have been and ever will be. Let's start there and we'll go from there. But apparently that's offensive. Um, yeah, so I got to keep that job. Um, until COVID hit, it turns out that when they saw it, cause the store was dimly lit when the person saw the big, saw how ugly it was, <laughs> they ditched it in, in a, in a restroom, they threw it and they just kept running. And, uh, they were banned from ever entering the museum again, but of course they came back to the museum and I didn't realize it was them cause I'm fucking stupid. And my boss like leaned over to me after they left and was like, it was them. And I was like, Takeshi Murakami? He's several people? (laughs) I'm so fucking dumb. I'm so fucking dumb, man. I didn't even belong at their fucking job. One of my bosses only hired me because he liked my accent. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I was a fucking idiot. But they, they ditched the big in a restroom and, uh, another employee found it and thought it was an abandoned child's toy because, um, the way that, because the bright, happy nature of more cammy's art can read is and children like it it's an adult making adult art but children really like the aesthetic of a lot of his works so she was like oh sweet free thing to bring home and she tried to bring it home thinking it wasn't merchandise and she got fired so i did i did get somebody fired by accident and i felt really bad and i was like yeah 
you guys didn't have to do that. And I like tried to contest it, but by the time I found out, it was straight up months afterwards. By the time they were like, oh, you don't know how it ended, because no one ever told you. Yeah, this is why we think you suck, by the way. And I was like, fuck, man, no turning back on that, but I guess she got another job. I, I do feel bad. I feel so genuinely bad that I fucking ruined another person's life because I don't hear so good, and I don't know how art works. And I know it's my fault, okay? And I did, you know, I, I, try, I tried my best, and I... I fucked up because deep, 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 deep down, I am the traditional definition of a criminal. I am a hollow, bad person that does bad things for fun and profit, except I didn't profit and I didn't have any fun. But, uh, I don't know. Now I get to tell you guys this. Woo! Um, yeah. So. Anyway, that's art theft. Um, there was the, the, I, I made history. Kind of. The cool thing is now when I, when I tell people about that, I'm like, yeah, I used to work in an art museum. There, there was a theft there everyone, I look a, a lot older than I really am. Not in, like, an I'm aging poorly way, even though, first of all, it's not a thing, and second of all, I am doing it. But, like, I, you know, I got, I got mommy body. Um, I got mommy, I got mommy hips. I don't have mommy tips, tits, thank fucking God. Also, I don't have mommy tips. I don't even eat steak tips, so I don't know what a mommy tip would be. And I don't have any tips for motherhood, and I, I, I'm sorry about that. You'd want me to give you parenting tip? Fuck you. <laughs> Um, just be nice to your children. That's my tip. But, um, and I wear, I wear old person glasses and, um, yeah, I just, I, I look a lot older than I really am because of the glasses and the way that I dress is pretty outdated actually. Um, but it's mostly the hips. Mostly people are like, well, I just assumed you had like 20 kids. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. I hope you assume that that's going to be what makes me kill myself. Um, but yeah. So, um, when I tell people, they're always like, wait, the Gardener? Because the Gardener Museum, for people that don't know, that's, that's the smartest, some of the smartest criminals out there. They fucking stole like a million paintings. They cut them out of the, the frames at the Gardener Museum and they took them. At the Gardener Museum, it's all like memorable, like art, like art that I guess meant a lot in the art world. They never found these people. Um, they just like tied up the, the security guard and they just took him, took the shit. And they left and they were never found again. And so that museum's actually right down the street from the museum I used to work at. So when I'm like, yeah, I used to work up in bus and I worked in a museum. There was a theft. There was an art theft. I was there. In people's minds, because I look older than I really am, they're like, holy shit, you were there for the gardener? And I think that also, like I was saying earlier, does have something to do with the fact that I very much have the voice of like, asshole CEO did from dumb, dumb, stupid comedy movie from the 80s. I, you know, so to put a necktie on me and I, I could be anyone's bumbling idiot father with a stupid corporate job he's not good at. You know, hey, man, I could have been. Uh, wow. We're I haven't talked about any stupid. I, I think, yeah, I think this is all this is all making sense. I I truly am the, the dumbest criminal. I truly am the dumbest criminal. I'm looking at this list and there's no one dumber than me. This is a burglar. He fell asleep during a robbery. OK. I, a robbery happened behind and in front of me, and I didn't see it. I'm dumber. He's just tired. Um, I just, oh man, I really, really, really am the worst fucking criminal. Uh, this guy rubbed lemon juice all over him, thinking it would make himself invisible. When he rubbed two banks in broad daylight, he put lemon juice all over himself, and then he was caught. He was like, I put on the juice. I'm supposed to, the cameras can't see me. The juice reflects the light. And I'm dumber than this person. It's not 
right. That's so wrong. That's so wrong. My God. This person walked around, left paint footprints all over from a house that they stole from, and they were... I'm still worse. How is this happening to me? Can I ask how this is happening to me? This is a really upsetting episode. I thought it was going to be fun. I thought we were going to be able to laugh at some, like, slapstick Home Alone shenanigans, and it turns out my life is slapstick Home Alone shenanigans, but it's not that... It's very sticky, and a lot of people wish they could slap me, and someone in the museum actually did try to punch me once, which was pretty funny, or they tried to hit me with a, um, with a big, because I... <laughs> we were selling, like, file folders, and, um, like, a little kid came up to me and was like, what is this? And I was like, oh, it's a folder. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, you know, a folder for putting paper in. And they were like, what? And I was like, a folder. And their dad got so annoyed they uh, that he tried to hit me. And I was like, all right. I wasn't insulting your kid's intelligence. I just, I, beyond, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm the dumb one. But hitting me in the head isn't going to make me know how to understand file folders more. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but... Uh, I could just I could have just done a whole fucking episode on 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 museum stories and one day I probably will cuz I have so many of those um and I was the problem in all of them. I've been the problem in all of these. You know what? Maybe I was the little devil on people's shoulders telling them step in paint. Step in paint during this robbery, buddy. What could go wrong? Were they going to catch you? What are you going to footsteps going to lead right to you? No. Just step in paint, buddy. Just do full sleep. Take a nap. No, it seems great. It's a great time. Now's a really good time. Would you like some orange juice or some lemon juice to rub on yourself to reflect the sun? My God, I'm the problem. Universally, I'm the pro I should be in jail. I should be behind bars. Well, okay. If you trace my IP address back to my home address, um, it's okay. And if you send the cops to come get me, it's fine. I don't like this episode, but hey, thanks for hanging out with me. Um, this did not go the direction I thought it would. I guess that is the problem with unplanned comedy. Now you guys know. Now you guys know my deep, dark criminal past. And yeah, I am a danger to society, all right? I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm dangerous, all right? I'm vile. I'm volatile. I'm vulgar. I have a vagina. What well, sorts of V words are going wrong for me? I'm not a virgin, but I do everything like a virgin. Touch for the very first time. No. It's not my first time. Um, yeah, but anyway, thanks for hanging out. I do really appreciate it. Sorry, this one was kind of a bummer. Uh, they kind of all are. My last name is Soro, like the word for grief or sadness. I don't know how they'd escape so many people. But hey, thanks for hanging out. I hope my pain was funny for you guys. And now's the time where I remember it's an audio medium. So I'm not going to see you next time. And you're not going to see me next time. But you will hear from me next time. Love you guys. Bye.